Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Good afternoon, boys and girls, because there are only boys and girls, men and women, males and females, and you can't change teams. There are only two genders, and you can't switch genders. It's not physically, biologically, scientifically possible. You can dress up like a woman, but it doesn't make you a woman. A woman can shave her head, take hormones and grow facial hair. Some of them don't even need to take hormones to do that, but it doesn't make them a man. Anyway, I digress. Welcome to the afternoon edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z for January the 2nd, 2023. It's hard to believe that gropey Joe Biden is still the president. It's hard to believe he's still around, to be honest with you. I figured he would have had some medical issue and been long gone, or would have been 25th Amendmented out, or impeached by now. It's a shame that the Republicans haven't done their duty, haven't done what they were elected to do and get rid of this guy. But we're stuck with him for the time being. The 2024 presidential election is about... around getting rid of sleepy, creepy, touchy-feely, mopey-dopey, little girl, gropey Joe Biden. Nope. Doesn't revolve around the economy or the border crisis or the energy assault that's been put forward by the Biden administration. No, sir. Chris Christie's running his entire campaign based on an anti-Trump agenda. He, supposedly a Republican, is running to try and keep Donald Trump, a Republican, off of the ballot. He is supporting those states' efforts to kick Trump off the ballot. He is bashing Trump at every possible moment, and his poll numbers, Chris Christie's that, that is, Chris Christie's poll numbers are dropping like a used condom on prom night. Pretty low, actually. Meanwhile, Donald Trump's numbers just keep on getting better and better. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve Scalise. Yeah, my boy. Steve Scalise. Number two man in the House of Representatives from the Republican side. Steve Scalise of Louisiana has thrown his support behind Donald Trump for president. Now that's strong stuff right there. That's some strong tea, as they say. Steve Scalise, a very powerful Republican, who was at one point the leading frontrunner to become the Speaker of the House, um, now throwing his support behind Donald Trump. My apologies, folks. Really heavy traffic this afternoon as I make my way from the state capitol back to the home. But what I was saying is Steve Scalise has now thrown his official support behind 
Donald Trump for president. And I think this is just the beginning, being as it's only the second day of January. You're going to start seeing Republicans having no choice but to coalesce their support around Donald Trump. After all, the man is leading in the polls amongst Republicans by over half, over half of all the Republican likely voters are throwing their firm, unwavering support around the former president, Donald Trump. You got a few that kind of gravitate towards Ron DeSantis of Florida, a few throwing their support behind Nikki Haley. But I think in the next two months, the next 60 days, you're going to see people like Vivek Ramaswamy bowing out. You're going to see Chris Christie have no choice but to bow out. His support is drying up like grapes in the sunshine. He's just a fat little raisin. He is not even a has-been. He's really a never-was. He's tried to run for president how many times now? And each time he gets into the primaries, people see him for what he is. A fat little whiny crybaby. Wah, I don't want to have Donald Trump as the president again. Wah. He didn't treat me very nicely when I was in his cabinet. Wah. I should have been his vice president. Wah. Yes, the little rolling mushroom, Chris Christie, should bow out now. That might help Nikki Haley, who is going to be relegated to the ash heaps of history as an also-ran. I think the reality is, in order to save the United States of America from another four years of the disastrous Joe Biden, all Republicans need to throw their support around Donald Trump. He's the front runner, by far. I mean, it's not like you have Donald Trump with 30% support and Ron DeSantis with 28% support and Nikki Haley with 24% support and Vivek Ramaswamy with 19% support and Chris Christie with 14% support. It's nowhere near that. Donald Trump way, way far and away, above and beyond, laps ahead of the other Republicans. And little Chris Christie, the whiny, little chubby, fat crybaby, and I'm not body shaming him, he could go on a diet with all the money he has, he could mainline semaglutide. But he chooses to be fat because he's, you know, likes to eat. Little Chris Christie, or big Chris Christie, this guy should bow out give his 1% Republican support over to Nikki Haley or to Ron DeSantis. But he is stubborn. He still thinks for some reason he might have a shot. It's embarrassing, Chris Christie. You should be embarrassed. Step down with what little bit of dignity you still have and put down those bagels, buddy. Put down the bagels. All right, moving on. The uh, internet is all abuzz with what I saw today. Switching gears, of course. You know, the end of the Chevrolet Camaro has once once again been announced by General Motors. Chevrolet no no longer making the iconic Chevrolet Camaros. Chrysler Dodge, or whatever they're called this week, Stellantis, Daimler Dodge Chrysler, whomever, 
They have rolled off the final V8 Dodge Chargers and the final V8 Hellcat Challengers. They've rolled off their final V8 muscle cars, and they've killed the Chrysler 300 V8, the big luxury car, gone. I guess they're trying to go woke, and you know what happens when you go woke. You, of course, end up going broke. I don't see, unless some way, old gropey Joe Biden gets another term in office, and I can't see that happening. I don't see Chrysler with another government bailout, not if a Republican gets into office. If your business model says, hey, we've got a very hot-selling brand of cars here, the Dodge Challenger, the Dodge Charger, the Hellcat, the high-performance, high-horsepower performance vehicles that are out there, and they say, nah, we want to go woke. We want everything to be little three- and four-cylinder crap boxes and some electric cars. They choose to get rid of their top sellers, and then they end up going broke. That's their own doing. The United States government, you and I, should not be bailing them out. If you can't run a viable business and a viable business model, understanding the basic rudimentary laws of supply and demand, then you don't deserve to be in business. Now, Chevrolet announced this week the 70 Chevelle. It's called the 70, 70 Chevelle SS is being rolled off the line sometime this year in 2024. A retro-looking car that mimics the 1970 Chevrolet Chevelle SS. Good-looking car from what I can see. What I think happened here is Camaros were constantly losing in the street battle to the ever-popular yet always-wrecking Mustangs. Sorry, Mr. Garner. Um, And everyone is getting eaten up by those Dodge Hellcats and those Challengers and Chargers that are now no longer being produced. Chevrolet said, let's do something different, y'all. Instead of making Camaros that no one's buying, let's make something iconic looking. The old Chevelle Super Sport SS supposedly will be available in hardtop and convertible models. I saw the pictures online, and if you have a minute, go to your favorite web browser and look up 2024 70 the number 70, Chevelle SS. It'll bring you all the way back to 1970 when the big block Chevy motors were being stuck in those awesome muscle cars. Think back to the GTO, to the Cutlass 442s, to the Chevelle SS. I was very impressed with what I saw. And the lie comes in at the bottom of the article with a starting price somewhere around 30000 It's going to be a great bargain for anyone. And there's an asterisk, of course. The 30000 will probably be the four-cylinder crap box or the six-cylinder. And if you want the big muscular V8, then you'll be paying considerably more for your new Chevelle SS. Anyway, back to the show. Let's get back to the real world. It is 2024. COVID, of course, making a resurgence. 
in many states, mask mandates going back into effect. Read that in multiple healthcare centers. The mask mandates are back, mostly in uh, Democrat-held cities, Democrat-run states. And yet, Joe Biden still telling the world that he cured cancer and he cured COVID and that the COVID crisis had ended on his watch. Yet we still have many, many of these things. I'm, I'm watching something really strange, folks. A Honda Odyssey, six-cylinder Japanese Honda Odyssey, pulling a 26-foot Airstream travel trailer. You know, those big aluminum-looking bubbles? They're extremely heavy, by the way, the Airstreams are. Now, I'm going 72 miles an hour. This guy is in the right-hand lane, thank God, pulling this Airstream behind a Honda Odyssey minivan and probably going about 45, 50 miles per hour, of course, tying up traffic, being a nuisance and a safety hazard. But I am surprised that this Honda Odyssey is able to even move these heavy Airstream trailers. Oh, but Steve, the Airstream is aluminum, so it must be very light, right? Wrong. They look like lightweight aircrafts, but if you've ever towed an Airstream travel trailer, they're quite heavy. Very, very heavy. Uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting to see. All right, we have some preliminary information on the Mardi Gras season for New Orleans area for the general New Orleans metropolitan area for the upcoming Mardi Gras season, which, by the way, is about three years, uh, three years, three weeks earlier than last year's Mardi Gras. It always changes for some reason. It has something to do with Christianity and Easter Sunday and Ash Wednesday and uh, when those days fall on the calendar. But this year, Mardi Gras Day, the final day of Mardi Gras 2024 is going to be February 13th. Wow. That's a very early Mardi Gras for those of you who keep up. February 13th is the day before Valentine's Day. So between this coming Saturday and February 13th, the carnival season will be less than five weeks this year in total time elapsed. That means all of the Mardi Gras parades that are still in existence, that haven't been shuttered due to COVID, those that haven't gone bankrupt because of this reason or that reason, or Joe Biden's inflation being the primary reason, they'll have to shuffle all of those parades into a shorter window of time. I will be driving the little green Volkswagen bus this weekend in Mandeville, Louisiana, on the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain in the what they call white-privileged area just north of New Orleans. Very demographically light-colored area of the metropolitan area of New Orleans, Louisiana. We'll have a little pickle bus out there this weekend at the Mandeville, Louisiana Kings Parade to celebrate King's Day, the official start of the Mardi Gras season. I'll be throwing the ever-popular fortune cookies, Tootsie Rolls, bouncy balls, stuffed animals, and other 
fun things to the kids and the elderly folks and the people in the wheelchairs. And uh, hopefully it will be an enjoyable time with not a whole hell of a lot of issues with the Volkswagen. So, I'll also be publishing the schedule of the other parades in which the New Orleans Air Coolers Vintage Volkswagen Club will be participating in this year's Mardi Gras festivities. I believe we have seven parades on tap, and as per my own prohibition, not a single one in the city limits of New Orleans. The crappy, crime-ridden, filthy cesspool, Democrat-run hellhole run by Mayor LaToilette Cantrell. Someone said, why don't you parade in New Orleans? After all, New Orleans is what Mardi Gras is all about. It's because I don't want to have my vehicle uh, damaged by ungrateful parade goers who want to say, why you ain't throw nothing to my little baby girl? Is you come some kind of racist? And that's actually happened to us. We were in a parade in Thibodeau, Louisiana, two years ago, and again last year. We went through a certain neighborhood that wasn't predominantly Caucasian. Let's just say that to be nice. And we were actually approached on the parade route whilst driving at, what, three to four miles per hour, tossing our little candies and trinkets and Mardi Gras beads and cups and bouncy balls to kids in the crowd primarily. A woman walked up and said, why ain't you throwed nothing to my little baby girl? Is it cause she dark skinned? Is she cause she black? And I just laughed at the woman and that elicited a very rude response to her. She decided to just dump her drink right inside the old Volkswagen bus. So the next time we paraded there, I thought it was a one-off. The next time we paraded there, one of the other Volkswagen riders, drivers, had people throwing Mardi Gras beads very, very harshly against his vehicle, causing him some damage to paint and a mirror. And we vowed we're just not going to parade in those areas that, uh, A, don't appreciate it, and B, have a tendency towards animal behavior, violence and stupidity, ignorance. And uh, when we did go through last year, I just rolled up my windows, put my visor over to the um, driver's side window where I couldn't make eye contact with anyone and just drove by when I got to that section. Now, if that makes me a racist, oh well, call me what you will. But I am not about to provide things to people who A, don't appreciate it, and B, feel like, they have the right to commit damage to property. Moving along, like I said, we're, I think, on tap to do a total of six or seven parades this year around the New Orleans area, but none in the city. And if they do schedule some, I'll just have to not ride that day. It is what it is. Mardi Gras is, of course, the season of debauchery, of living laissez-faire, laissez les bon temps rouler, let the good times roll. That's the mentality. And it is a feast, a celebration of wild behavior up to Ash Wednesday, which is, of course, the feast of Lent 
beginning, the Catholic feast of Lent, or the celebration of Lent, where abstinence becomes the rule of of the day. So you can consider there are about 40 days to the carnival debauchery, followed by 40 days of repentance and fasting and doing without and cutting back and abstaining from debauchery and bad activity. Kind of balances itself out in the end, right? Or at least it's supposed to. Hey, you're listening to the Truth Hurts program. Outgoing Louisiana Governor John Tinkerbell Edwards pardoning over 40 hardened convicted felon murderers. That's right. Right before leaving office, which he'll do later this month, he has decided to go ahead and just let some convicted murderers, often multiple offense murderers, many of them multiple offense murderers, just let them go. Let them back out on the streets to commit more crimes. He's also commuted the sentences of hundreds, and I believe the number is actually thousands, of drug offenders, carjackers, rapists, robbers, uh, people who've committed assault and battery and attempted murder, people who have committed heinous crimes, as well as not-so-heinous crimes. Every governor has the ability to pardon criminals, but that discretion should be saved for wrongfully convicted folks, for example. Or people who may have gotten a very, very harsh sentence for a crime for which that harsh sentence was not equivocal. Let's say you give a guy who robs a convenience store with a pocket knife 60 years in jail. The governor could then say, you know what, he served 20 years, he's been a model prisoner, that sentence was overly harsh, I'm going to commute your sentence to time served. You have to go and report now to a probation officer for the next year, keep your nose clean, or you're going back to jail. Not John Tinkerbell Edwards, the Democrat outgoing governor, thank God, of Louisiana. He released, pardoned. Pardoned means you didn't do it. Pardoned means uh, it's it's okay now. You can murder somebody. That that life won't come back, the life that you took, but it's okay. You can go free now. Over 40 convicted felon murderers just simply let loose by the outgoing Democrat governor of Louisiana. Where, by the way, the murder rate is amongst the highest in the nation. Cities like New Orleans, Shreveport, Bossier City, Baton Rouge, some of the highest per capita murder rates in the United States of America. Democrat attorneys general and district attorneys just simply saying, nah, nah, Democrat governor, he's not wanting us to prosecute too many people, so we just won't prosecute him. Ah, this guy's poor. He grew up in the projects. Let's make his bail one dollar or no dollars. And then the guy gets out, walks the streets the next day, carjacks someone, rapes them, robs them, and then kills them. But that's okay. You know, they were economic hardships involved. That's the kind of Democrat hellhole that Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Chuckles the Clown Schumer, naughty, nasty, Nazi Nancy Pelosi, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, Alexandria Horseface Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, 
and all the other Democrats out there. This is the kind of country they have devolved the United States of America into. There is nothing good that the Biden-Harris administration has actually done for this country. Please, I've challenged you before. I get a lot of hate mail. The Truth Hurts Program at gmail.com. That's the official email of the Truth Hurts Program. I get lots of hate mail saying that, oh, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe. Oh, you just don't like black people or you don't like Democrats. No, I don't like criminals. I have lots and lots of black listeners to this program who agree with my points of view in general. Not everyone's going to agree with me 100% of the time. I don't expect you to. You'd be smart if you did. But, you know, I might say something that you disagree with, and that's your right. But, in general, I have lots and lots, according to our demographics, the surveys that go out to our Truth Hurts program listeners, people who have filled out online surveys on 19 different podcasting platforms. We have lots of folks who identify as African American, 13% hyphenated minority. And they're proud of that fact, and that's fine. I am very proud to be a Croatian-French hybrid American. I don't run around identifying as a a Croatian-French American like these clowns do. I'm African American. No, you're not. You're not from Africa. You were born here. Your mother was born here. Her mother was born here. Her mother's mother was born here. And her mother's 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 mother was born here. You are no more African-American than I am. You weren't born in Africa. Your parents did not emigrate here and have you on American soil from Africa. So you're not African-American. Quit lying to yourself. Quit lying to others. But anyway, lots and lots of our listeners identify as black. Quite a few as Hispanic. I was surprised. The vast overwhelming majority of my my audience is Caucasian, male, between the ages of 18 and 65. More uh, in-depth polling shows between the ages of 35 and 62. So thank you to you white guys out there. The vast overwhelming large majority of our audience here at the Truth Hurts program. But anyway, I'm still challenging you. I still have yet to see anyone come up with three positive things that Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and the Democratic Political Party have done for our nation in the past three years. No one has come up with a single, much less three. I requested three. I'd be happy to see one single positive. You can say the stock market went up, but technically it really hasn't. Yes, the sheer number has gone up, but the inflation created by Bidenomics is what has forced the value of the dollar to go down, and therefore the market has gone up. It's, uh, sorry folks, a little traffic dealy bob there. My apologies. Um... Anyhow, nothing, nothing positive. Let's let's talk about the major issues. The southern border and immigration, 
Nothing positive there has been done by Biden. Inflation, record high of 9.1%, still hovering around 5 to 6%, nowhere near the 1.6 that Donald Trump left to him. Let's talk about interest rates. No, nope, they're sky high too under Joe Biden. How about the supply chain? Now, the Democrats caused the supply chain to literally dwindle to almost nothing in many category areas. And yet, it hasn't recovered fully, has it? No, it hasn't. Let's talk about our position on the world stage. No, that would still be crap as well, wouldn't it? How about our military? Nope. Depleted. How about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve? Ah, Also depleted. Let me know the Truth Hurts program at gmail.com or you can send me a tweet or an X or whatever it's called this week at Hertz program. Till then, have a great day. Happy New Year and we'll see you all in the next edition of the Truth Hurts program. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Copyright 2024, the Truth Hurts program network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is pre-recorded.